Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Heart of Markness podcast. I had just recorded <laughs> the uh, first eight and a half minutes and uh, before I went into the first song, and I realized that upon listening to it, that I had not selected this wonderful, wonderful microphone that I was gifted by a friend as the input, but rather my shitty laptop mic. And I listened to the playback and it sounded like a laptop microphone. And I realized I had to scrap it and start over, which made me angry. Very, very angry. Um, but that's all right, because I'm not angry anymore, because I have you to talk to. Hello, Internet world. Episode 23, Heart of Markness podcast. I don't know how many it's been, but I haven't skipped a week in a long time, and I don't plan on doing so. This episode is a little more, slightly, slightly more esoteric than the rest, uh, than, than what we've been listening to lately, in that it's a Jimmy Page episode, Jimmy Page with Aerosmith specifically, and even more specifically, Jimmy Page and Aerosmith at the Marquee Club on August 20th, 1990. It's not bad at all. Jimmy's fine. It's just, you know, Aerosmith. It's 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 cheese whiz. If you like cheese whiz, you like it. Um I like it in that it's it's a novel jamming uh session that Jimmy had with a band that's a solid band. And I'm including it because there's some really good tracks, there's excellent audio, and there's actually plentiful video. There's almost the whole show on video, on YouTube, all over the place. So if you just get on there and Google Jimmy Page, Aerosmith, Marquee Club, you can watch all of this unfold in glorious uh, 480p. So do that if you like it, but not now or not while you're driving. But for now, let's talk about what happened. First of all, why is he jamming with Aerosmith? Well, two days prior to this, on August 18th, I believe... Aerosmith played the Castle Donington Festival, which is, uh, or was, I don't know if it still goes on, um, it's in England, and it is a basically a heavy metal Coachella. You'll, you know, back then it would be bands like Dio and Iron Maiden and uh, Aerosmith, and Jimmy got on and jammed with the Aerosmith at that show, but I'm not including anything from that, because um, I don't have it, and this is a better gig anyway. Um, and then two days later, Aerosmith played a small club gig at the famous Marquee Club, which is like where the Stones played in the early 60s. Really small club. It's beautiful. And uh, Aerosmith played a small gig there, and they did a lot of blues numbers and things. And um, they brought Jimmy out for a handful of songs. And it was uh, it was fun. And I think after the Outrider tour wound up at the end of November of 88, I think Jimmy was kind of... Uh, looking for his next project. I mean, the firm didn't really take off uh, the way he wanted it to. And then the Outrider album did not sell well. I think it barely made gold. Um, and that might have taken some time to do. And the Outrider tour, surprisingly enough, did not sell tremendously well. I believe there were a few venues, a uh, few gigs that were canceled. And a few gigs that may have been uh, downsized from, you know, uh, one place to a smaller place. Um, 
I saw him in Worcester at the Worcester Centrum, and it was packed, and it was great. But, um, you know, he just, Jimmy didn't have the drawing power of Zeppelin. And it's something that Robert Plant encountered, too, by 1985, shaken and stirred. He was not selling out the uh, arenas anymore. And then, surprise, surprise, the next time around, both Jimmy and Robert, come 1988, suddenly decide that it's okay to play Led Zeppelin songs again, and boom, their their careers are rejuvenated. Um, But after the Outrider tour, I think Jimmy was looking for what to do next. I mean, um, he started jamming around. He he, um, would come out and just basically just do do a a song or two with various artists. Um, He did a... He jammed with Bon Jovi. He jammed with Poison, although I think that was more an embarrassment. I think he was really hammered. Um, Aerosmith, of course. Shit, Harry Connick Jr. at one point. Um, and this other, I, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a nod to this in some other podcast episode when I just deal with more of Jimmy's jams. He he got on stage or or up on with a, a, it sounds like a hotel band or just a clubhouse band that is um, almost identical to the Will Ferrell and a Gasteyer duo of uh, the Culps. You know, I'm Bobby Mohan Culp. And they would just sit and do real stiff, super white, square Ned Flanders versions of songs on keyboards and be like, oh, hot mic, real hot mic. It's a band that sounds almost identical to that. That for like 90 minutes, Jimmy's up there jamming with them. And it's funny because it's a woman um, singer, if I recall correctly. Um, And she's very much like, well, what do you think about that? Let's hear it for um, Jimmy Page. (laughs) Just the, the, the incongruity of that whole thing is just unbelievable. And um, we'll get to that at some point, but this, this is Aerosmith in a small club, excellent soundboard recording great energy and uh when jimmy comes out and the you know steve tyler introduces him um the whole crowd goes jimmy 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 and uh steven tyler says something like feels good don't it and uh it's just kind of a nod and I, i think jimmy was looking for that you know obviously he's an artist he has an ego boy does he have an ego and um on the video it's sweet because he's like oh jeepers thank you guys just smiling but, you know, he's drinking it up, too. He's lapping it up. And it, it's sweet to see. So let's get into uh, very soon. Before I, I do, I want to say that Aerosmith um, kind of pissed me off uh, in that they're responsible for the hearing loss that I have in my right ear. My right ear uh, don't hear so good because in 1984 they had a, uh, a reunion in 84 when Joe Perry joined the band again after leaving and they had their version of the Copenhagen warm-up shows in Concord, New Hampshire in a small theater and because they're from New Hampshire and I'm from New Hampshire as well. So I went up there and it's a small, small theater, almost like a high school theater. And there's Aerosmith right there. And I muscled my way to the front of the stage, literally elbows on the stage and um, the music was so loud because they had their, their stadium or, or their arena set up in a small theater. It was so loud that I could not tell what song they were playing, even though my hand was resting on Joe Perry's foot. I couldn't tell what song they were playing. 
until I could figure it out by trying to figure out the rhythm that was just concussing in my chest. It was fucked up. But uh, in any case, whatever. Here, let's listen to I Ain't Got You, a nice little blues tune in which uh, Aerosmith and Jimmy have some fun. So, April 20th, no, August 20th, 1990, Aerosmith, Jimmy Page, Heart of Markness. We got a guest for you tonight, baby, one of your fellow countrymen. The man who set us on the map helped us, Mr. Jimmy Page!
Oh yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy and the boys are here this afternoon. We wrote a little song for you entitled, As Long As I Got A Face, You Got Some Place To Sit. It goes like this. Ah, uh, Steven Tyler's stagecraft. He's kind of America's David Coverdale. Um, take that as you will. Fun, right? Fun song, fun band. Aerosmith is a fun band. They just, you know, aren't geniuses like Zeppelin, so... I kind of make the... I've I've said for years that um, Zeppelin's 1980 tour was like at an Aerosmith level and that it it was good, it was fun, but there wasn't much that was, oh my God, that was amazing. Which, I mean, that's what Zeppelin is, is known for. But that's neither here nor there. What we are talking about is Aerosmith. And what they're going to play, or what I'm going to play you now, which is the next song they played, is a deep-cut Yardbird song called Think About It. I believe it's from the their Little Games album, which was the album that they did just with Jimmy after Jeff had left. And it was the Yardbird's last album before they broke up in, like, May of 68. So it's kind of a psychedelic... Uh, it's a psychedelic song. It's not the greatest song in the world. It's fun. It's cool. And it's really cool to hear them play it. You know, you don't hear that song anymore. Jimmy never played it. So it's cool to have Aerosmith go into that deep cut and play it and pull it off. And it's fun. So here you go. Little known deep cut Yardbird song. Think about it. Which I think, you know, it morphed a little bit into a more dazed and confused area with Zeppelin. Some of that vibe. So think about it. Aerosmith, Jimmy Page, Yardbirds. Uh, sun, moon, stars, heart of Markness. Enjoy it, guys.
Thank you. And there we go. Not bad. Cool little Yardbirds tune. If you look it up and listen to it, it sounds just like that, but more 60s and lame. Um, <clears throat> I guess what doesn't have me fired up about this is Joey Kramer's drumming. He doesn't do, he does nothing for me as a drummer. He's fine. I mean, he's a good drummer. He, he's, he's, uh, you know, that walk this way. That's, that's tight. But, um, he just doesn't have any oomph for me. Um, obviously Aerosmith is hugely successful and has been for, Almost 50 years. Jesus Christ. And uh, Steve Tyler still has the pipes in his 70s. So, I can't throw stones. Aerosmith isn't my band. Led Zeppelin is. Although, (laughs) I've run into Steve Tyler way more than I've run into Jimmy Page. Because, as I've said, they're from New Hampshire. I'm from New Hampshire. Um, Steve Tyler uh, grabbed my hand at that aforementioned Aerosmith show where I went deaf. Um... His sweaty, gross monkey knuckles, I'll still remember. Um, They were not sober yet, by the way. Um, That was once. And then another time was at um, Daddy's Junkie Music on South Willow Street, or off of South Willow Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. I was going to get strings or something for my guitar. And this little um, MG roadster pulls up, vroom vroom, with Steve Tyler pops out chitter chatter chitter chatter chitter chatter a mile a minute going into the music store and i was just bah steven tyler but i mean i didn't want him to know that i was flipping out going oh my god steven tyler so i just kind of walked watched him go in um got a brief acknowledgement of like hey man as he walked by and uh went on my way because you know i didn't want to not look cool by going in and being a fanboy and doing something dumb like get an autograph so <clears throat> that happened and uh i went to high school with a couple of his cousins i can't remember their names um they were older than me but my neighbor across the street dated one of them and i worked with another one at a retail job like my first retail job caldor department store uh <laughs> think smart think s smart Anyway, that's enough rambling and meandering down memory lane. Hey, you want to hear <laughs> Aerosmith play the immigrant song, even though Steve Tyler doesn't know the lyrics? Of course you do. Jimmy plays pretty decent solo. The song's played well. It's got balls. It's the immigrant song. Uh, Steve Tyler has the pipes for it. Without question. He just uh, he doesn't know the words. So you just hear a lot of... <laughs> which is kind of funny but uh you know whatever so here it is the last track immigrant song august 20th 1990 aerosmith und jimmy page and once again heart of markness
Well, the band was good. The band knew the song they were playing. Stephen didn't necessarily know the words, but it was fun. It was good. I liked it. And um, the band then go into uh, Train Kept a Rollin' or Stroll On, um, as the Yardbird version of it. And um, it's good. I'm just, I'm, uh, Train Kept a Rollin' is just so throughout all of Jimmy's career. That I did not include it because it's like, you want to hear another train kept rolling? Jesus Christ. So, I tried to make it interesting. But, I will have this show up. And by the way, I have uploaded almost all the shows now. uh, And shared the links in the Facebook group, which you're a member of, correct? And uh, I'll continue to do so and organize that and disseminate that stuff better. Now that I'm getting uh, my feet under me more. Um... And you guys are a big part of that. Thank you so much. Thank you for, you know, tweeting, following me on Twitter and tweeting me. Um, I've got friends that I've made on Twitter that I would have never made. And the Facebook group, I think uh, three or four and more people joined that this week, maybe even more. So thank you. So you can on Twitter, Heart of Markness, Facebook group, Heart of Markness, heartofmarkness.com, which is still disappointing. And, um, but coming along and once i get up to speed it just takes longer to do a uh, blog post than it does to tweet or, or drop something in facebook and that's just the sad truth and i'm a lazy fuck so sorry however the podcasts have been coming have not missed a week yet in like i don't know how many weeks how many weeks a lot months now months so i'll keep doing it if you keep listening and thank you for leaving reviews. I got a couple of reviews uh, this week that are just really, all the reviews are heartwarming. They make me feel great. They really encourage me to keep doing this. And um, it makes me happy that all around the world, you know, in Norway and Denmark and Israel and Chile and, of course, the UK and shit everywhere, there are people who love Zeppelin. And then there are people who um, like this podcast and it makes their day and it, it makes my day to know that. And it makes me happy to have people comment like, man, like last week's uh, the 77 podcast from last week when I played Achilles Last Stand from uh, the Badge Holders show. You know, one of the most popular bootlegs. Everybody has it. Everybody's heard it. But somebody took the time to, to contact and leave a review that was like, man, I have not. Oh, it was a tweet. It was a tweet. You know, I haven't listened to Achilles from the Badge Holder show in so long, and I forgot how awesome it is. Thank you for bringing that back and bringing that to my attention. Because, I mean, the, I haven't played anything other than the Jimmy stuff. The Jimmy stuff can get pretty, pretty, you know, esoteric and are deep cuts. But the Zeppelin stuff is, you know, I haven't played any shows or any songs that any even casual live Zeppelin fan you know, hasn't heard. These are the these these are the first things that anybody gets. So it's nice to hear some of the old timers be like, "Hey, thanks for reminding me how awesome Blueberry Hill is, or how how awesome that Achilles Last Stand was," and it it touches my heart. And you know, the whole point of this this whole show is um, to bring joy. You know, to hopefully make some people or at least one person go, 
wow, holy shit, that was amazing. And um, I hope somebody liked this today. You know, Aerosmith is good. They're just not my band. So this was a good one. Next week, I think I'll go back to Zeppelin because, you know, I don't want to do Jimmy for too long because it's a smaller audience and I'm trying to grow the podcast and it is growing every week. There's more and more listeners on more and more platforms and um, I'm trying to hold up my end by being more and more professional. I've got this wonderful mic set up so I don't sound like I'm just screaming into a wax cylinder. Um, Yeah, thank you guys very much. And if you can please take the time to leave me a review, even if it's just leaving some stars, whatever platform you're hearing me on, uh, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, any of that, whatever you're hearing me, if you can take the time to leave me a little review, I'll be very, very grateful. It helps. It helps me show up in search engines. It helps people who like Zeppelin and like classic rock and like Jimmy Page find me. Because the more reviews, the higher up I show in the search listings. And right now, I'm not showing up really. I have to do some shit um, on the Apple side of it to add meta tags and things like that, I realize. So that's on me. Part of it. But you still have to leave a review. Please. Does me a world of good. Does everybody a world of good. Makes the world a better place. So, we're coming up on 32 minutes. Heard three songs. Jimmy Page, Aerosmith. Good stuff. And uh, next week, I think we'll go back to good old Led Zeppelin before we do some deeper dives into Jimmy's career. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You make me happy. I hope this makes you happy. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.